Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Living Light Outdoors. On the mic with you this afternoon. Man, I want to share some, some hopefully just some enlightenment with you. You know, we often talk to, to especially our children, especially others that we know, and we refer to, to a statement about don't make the same mistake. So, you know, we, we, we look at our children, we have, hey, we don't want you to make the same mistakes we made. You know, so pay attention. Listen to what we have to offer, you know. And we're constantly in that realm of don't make the same mistakes. Well, I want to share with you tonight a message titled, Don't Make the Same Mistake. This is going to come from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 through 13. And it starts off this way. It says, For I do not want you to be unaware, believers, that our fathers were all under the cloud in which God's presence went before them. And they all passed miraculously and safely through the Red Sea. And all of them were baptized into Moses, into his safekeeping as their leader, and, into, and in the cloud and in the sea, and all of them ate the same spiritual food, and all of them drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not well pleased with most of them. For they were scattered along the ground in the wilderness because their lack of self-control led to disobedience, which led to death. Man, that's a powerful statement right there. Their lack of self-control led to disobedience. Well, we see throughout God's word where we're to stay in control. We're to, we're to exercise self-control. We're to be diligent with self-control. We're, we're to have control of all of our faculties. And because of their lack of self-control, it led to disobedience, which led to death. I mean, if you remember the story, the Israelites, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, literally dying off generations who made those mistakes so that the new generations could enter into the promised land. Now, these things, the warnings and admonitions, took place as examples for us so that we would not crave evil things as they did. So there's a teachable lesson going on here, and we need to be taught this lesson. We need to understand it. We need to catch it, and we need to implement some of these warnings into our own life. He goes on to say, do not be worshipers of handmade gods, as some of them were, just as it is written in Scripture. The people sat down to eat and drink after sacrificing to the golden calf at Horeb and stood up to play indulging and immoral activities. Man, that, that, again, they, they built for themselves a calf. There's a story in there. You'd have to go back and look at that. We must not indulge in nor tolerate sexual immorality, as some of them did. And 23,000 suddenly fell dead in a single day. We must not tempt the Lord, that is, test his patience, question his purpose, or exploit his goodness, as some of them did. And they were killed by serpents. And do not murmur in unwarranted discontent, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example and warning to us. They were written for our instruction to admonish and equip us upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, remember that word, because of this, let the one who thinks he stands firm, immune to temptation, being overconfident and self-righteous, Take care that he does not fall into sin and condemnation. No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience. 
nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. And there's an important statement being made right there. There is no temptation that's, that's overtaken or enticed you that's not common to human experience. In other words, you know, people used to say, well, Jesus didn't, didn't have to deal with the same things we did. And I believe he did, because that's exactly what this scripture is saying. There is no temptation that has overtaken or enticed us that's not common to human experience. It may have been in a different time frame. It may have been in a different format. But the temptations were still relevant to the day as ours are today. The, the, the times have changed. Things have, have evolved, obviously. Um, some things have devolved, I believe. And, and in the process of it, that those temptations haven't changed. And I, and I like how he says this, is there is no temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. There's nothing the enemy can tempt us with that we can't overcome. And he goes on to say, but God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. So in other words, there's not a temptation out there that can overtake your ability to resist it. You have to make a choice. It may be difficult, but it's not impossible for you to resist. That's exactly what this is saying. But along with the temptation, he has in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well, so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. Now, again, there's a lot to be said right here. Along with the temptation in the past and now and always, provide a way out as well. There's no temptation that can overtake you that you can't resist. God will always provide a way out for you. We've got to choose it. We have to see it. We have to understand what he's providing for us. And, and I like this part, so that you will be able to endure. And that doesn't mean that God's just going to toss these temptations off of you. What it means is, is these a lot of things that we face in life, a lot of the, the challenges, a lot of the struggles that we go through, a lot of the things that, that, that we battle against aren't, aren't to destroy us, aren't to knock us down. Matter of fact, God's not even testing us so that he knows what we're made out of. He already knows what we're made out of. What he's allowing is something that will build character in us as we battle. As we fight against the enemy in these places, we become stronger. We become wiser. Sometimes we make mistakes, and through those mistakes, we learn from them. Not to make that same mistake again, right? And that's exactly what he's saying, so that we will be able to endure without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. Remember, Paul says we're to count it all joy. When faced with temptation, we're to count it all joy when faced with trial. It's hard to do that. It's hard to understand why he would say that when trial and temptation and difficulties and testing are, are, are hard for us to endure. We go through things we don't understand. We fight through battles that we don't, we don't see the end result of. It's maybe not for us to see. Maybe it's for someone else to see how well we fought through that, keeping our integrity keeping our walk with the Lord. I have heard story after story where someone said, man, I watched you or I watched so-and-so go through a, a, a trial, go through a fire, and I watched how they handled themselves. 
and and I want to be like them. I want to follow their God. I want to I want to I want to have my life in the same order as theirs, so that I too can walk through those types of fires and keep my integrity, keep my head held high, not fall prey to the enemy in such a way that he can overtake me. Again, God simply stating, don't make the same mistake. Uh, you, you notice through all of that. Um, where, where this, this contemptuous, this, um, uh, the, the word all through there is some of them were, as some of them did, as some of them did, as some of them did. It's, it's create, all through there we see where the Israelite people, where those that were following God fell, and a lot of it was simply because they fell to temptation because they lacked the discipline, they lacked the integrity, and they didn't make the right choice. They had an opportunity to make the right choice. They didn't have to make a golden calf. It's it's like we wind up following the crowd. We wind up, someone says, hey, and I, I love this. I, when I'm with Rhonda, uh, when I'm over staying with Rhonda and her dad, her dad likes to watch the Grit Channel. That's all he watches, old westerns. And I love the old westerns because they're a great depiction of this right here. You get you get one guy who says, why? Why? I think we'll just hang him. I think well, the next thing you know, the whole crowd's going along with it. That's exactly what was happening in the in the day when Moses was up on the mountain, when when all of this was going on, when they built the golden calf. Yeah, when you go back to that story back way back in Exodus, and, and you see where all this is going on, and it all started because a handful of people said, "Man, I think he's dead. I, no one could survive the mountain blowing up like that. No one could survive all that lightning and thunder and flashing and carrying on that cloud settling over the mountain. Moses is gone. That joke toast. So so let's do something else." And the next thing you know, they inquire a crowd around them that's agreeing with them. Why? Because we're making poor choices. And God's simply saying to us here, don't make the same mistake. You know what's right. The, the, the directions are plain and simple. It had, God doesn't change. He says, I'm the same yesterday. I'm the same today. And I'm going to be the same tomorrow. I'm not going to conform to the world. The world is supposed to conform to me. That's how he designed it. That's what's what. That's what the plan was from the get-go. So, so don't follow this crowd. Don't look at temptation as something you can't overcome because it's obvious. The word simply says we can. He said there is no temptation. There's no temptation known to mankind that you can't endure, that you can't resist, that you can't overcome. But you've got to make a choice. And, and he's going to put those in our place. He's going to allow these tests this testing so that it builds character in us. Uh, you think about some of the battles and things that you've faced in your life, some of the spiritual battles that you've faced in your life. Are you not stronger today than you were then when you faced those? Did you not overcome them and endure them and, and become stronger because of those things? I, I've gone through multiple things in my life that I still today couldn't tell you I understand why I had to go through them. But I do understand that I had to go through them, and I did. I, I, I had to I had to survive through these things. I had to fight my way through these things. And in the process of it, even though I don't understand it, I grew from it. I, I grew stronger in my faith. I, I grew stronger in my ability to follow the Lord and trust the Lord, even when I can't see the answers that I'm looking for. That's what he's simply saying. Don't make the same mistake that these people made. We, we've got all these examples of what went wrong. We, we, we can look back and, and learn from this, and, and we can know that we don't have to make that decision. We can stand our ground. 
having done all to stand, stand therefore. Gird yourself up, put on your armor, carry your shield, carry your sword, which is the word of God. Know it, learn it, sharpen it from time to time. Sharpen it constantly. Iron sharpens iron. We need to be constantly sharpening each other. That's what these messages I'm doing are for. They're, they're literally the whetstone that we can sharpen our swords against. I'm learning from them. You're learning from them. Share them with someone else so that they learn from them. Let's all become stronger so that we don't make the same mistake. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for following the podcast. Thank you for supporting us financially. Your your financial support is a blessing. It will be blessing others as this ministry goes forward. That's exactly what we do. We seek out the loss so that it may be found. And you financially supporting us allows us to do that in a greater way. You're a part of this ministry. You're, you're partnering with us. You're walking with us. You're in this journey together with us. And we love you and thank you and pray that God blesses you beyond measure. Amen. Rhonda and I love you. We're praying for you. Please continue to pray for us. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you again real soon.